0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Dwarven Tavern Radio. I am your host, Jeff Goins, and with me in the tavern are my co-hosts, Lyric, and Josh. And we, how are you guys doing, by the way? I'm
1: okay, I'm good. I'm great.
0: That's that's awesome. Um, it's good that we have the time to do another show. Uh, it's I about time. It's, it's wonderful. Time. Yeah, yeah that, I know. Yeah, the semester's uh, out, yeah, out, out, I've got school. free time. School does get in the way of life, and uh, unfortunately. If, uh, unfortunately, you have to invest that time if you want to get good grades and move on to the next life-sucking vampire of a semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, or a that's, job that's that you don't enjoy. or it. a job that you don't enjoy. Yeah. But you know, in the meantime, we have our gaming, and that's what it's all about. So, uh, in this episode of Dwarven uh, Tavern number, this is uh, 110. And we're going to be talking about a new game review from the wonderful fellows at Looney Labs, fellows and, and ladies, I guess, don't mm-hmm. want to be sexist, but it is, uh, it's a new, a couple of new games they actually sent us, and here's the, the sound of it, it's uh, from the Looney Labs world famous pyramid games, and they're, they're called uh, Pink Hijinks, is uh, one that we're going to review rather extensively, and the other one is called Treehouse that we've played a few times um so what are your what are your initial thoughts on that uh, on that game
1: well first off we saw the containers and we, we were kind of confused and excited and um, when we opened it up and we saw the tree houses or not the tree houses but the trees because they're a bunch of plastic triangles stacked together and we saw them and we were confused and when the the Initial reaction that I had was that it had very confusing rules, mm-hmm. and it seemed kind of hard to play. Mm-hmm. When I mean, when you were first starting out, especially for the treehouse game. When we started, when we started playing and getting used to the rules, it was actually very fun and enjoyable. Believe it or not. Fun and enjoyable. Fun and Double enjoyable. Right there. Um. Some of my siblings and other taverniers were a lot better at it than I am because they they had more experience with games like that. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was very fun when we learned how to manipulate the pieces into doing what they were supposed to do according mm-hmm. to the rules. A game was formed. Okay. <laughs> um. But with treehouse, um. That one, its rules were extremely complicated and we couldn't really get past them and understand them fully. So they were kind of harder, it was kind of harder to play them. Okay. Um, I, I personally enjoyed it, but a lot of my other taverniers didn't, they didn't seem to like it as much as I did.
0: So the, because the, I, played, I played both of them as well and I, I enjoyed pink hijinks a lot. Because it's so simple, it's such a simple game, and it is so uh, just like straightforward, and the game can take no time at all. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot because of that, and I, I agree. the uh, The rules of the treehouse did seem a little bit convoluted to me. Uh, what did you think, Josh? Uh, I
2: don't know if it was just me smelling too much jet fuel all day or what, but <laughs> I could. <laughs> For some reason, I just the rules for treehouse just wasn't coming together for me. I don't know why. I don't know if it was just a bad day or what.
0: But. Well, could have been. Could have I been a bad day. And yeah. Just just to clarify things, you you are actually in training to be a pilot, so those those jet fuels are not a right. That's not a reference to huffing uh, by any means. It's just the nature of. I guess the, we've never that. Uh, so the so. flyboy. boy. <laughs> no, that's no, that's fine. Uh, jet fuel. Uh, fumes are detrimental to one's mental acuity, I believe. I yeah, think so.
2: <laughs> but pink, uh, the what is it? Pink. pink yes. Pink. Pink hijinks, pink hijinks. <laughs> was fun. It was even more fun when you played it with all of the pieces of the treehouse game, and you play it with four that's, players instead of two players.
0: Yes, that's absolutely right. The the rules of pink hijinks are so simple. That you can scale it up to m- meet the number of people in your in your party. The exact same pieces. Just the only thing different is
2: treehouse has four or five different colors, uh, and pink is all pink. And but other than that, it's all the same pieces. So.
0: Yes. And, and when you
1: play with four characters. <laughs> with four characters,
0: when, when you play, with <laughs> hmm. sounds like someone is role playing.
1: <laughs> when you play with four people and the pieces of treehouse with the rules of pink hijinks, then the color doesn't actually matter. Uh, then it's just then it's just treehouse hijinks. Right. So that's my take on it.
0: So uh, do you do you agree?
2: It's it's yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I, I, it, I, it, it turns into a game of you know stopping the other person uh, to stop me it, it turns into a game of you're not playing to win you're more or less playing to keep somebody else from winning
0: that's right because uh, as uh, Tavernier Ian said uh, right off the bat he's like I just realized that the, that the closer you are to winning the closer someone else is to winning also <laughs> so it's not like you can get ahead of somebody
1: right so it's, it's it, not unfair
0: yeah, it isn't at all. I mean, there there are some games where you get you know you get far enough ahead that other people has no the other people have no chance of winning. I think something just fell on our roof. It sounds like it. It um, it was that uh, that the <laughs> <laughs> It's a purple
1: uh, worm. <laughs> yeah, which should be mentioned.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, the uh, Witchy Five Hundred. We're still uh, editing that and getting that out, as uh, as we are with. Uh, 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 a brand new radio drama that will be uh, in production before too much longer, we hope. And uh, but as I was saying, when other games, people, you know, someone can get really, really way ahead, and there's no hope of winning or whatever. But this one is, you have to temper your uh, your your uh, striving to. Get an advantage with uh, blocking or thwarting your opponent or opponents to to keep them from winning. Because if you leave your opponent unchecked, they will win. I mean, you're moving your own pieces, and uh, it's 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 kind uh, of like the same way you would play checkers. Yeah, and it's uh, it's very very strategic,
2: and like chess.
0: Yes. So. so it's like chess and checkers and. Go and maybe a little bit of uh, some other game. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese checkers. <laughs> yes. So uh, I out of uh, out of five axes, how many do you get?
1: I would say four.
0: Four S- axes. Because
1: of the complexity of the rules. Which um, <laughs> one? I mean, I they weren't I and mean, they were simple once you learned how to play, like what how to move which pieces. Uh huh. But. Before to actually read them and try to figure wrap your mind around it, it was kind of too difficult for someone who's never played a game like that, like me. You're right, okay. So I would I would give it a four.
0: Okay, a four actually. What are you what do you give it
2: though? I'll get a four out of five for the pink one pink hijinks. Pink hijinks. Um, it's a very fun game. Uh I didn't think the rules were that bad compared to the treehouse one. But yeah. uh, that may have just been my cognitive abilities, I don't know. Well, no, no I, don't, I don't think it was. Now,
0: if we're gonna, if we I mean, if you're, the, if you're smart enough to say the word cognitive, you're, <laughs> you're definitely smart enough to say the. Yeah, that was a pretty. Are word we doing the uh, treehouse review too?
2: Do you just want to go and do that, or wait? Well, we we kind of are. actually. Well, the treehouse one, I would say, just based on the rules, the game itself was fun, mm-hmm. but I would say a three out of five. Three out of five. Two and a half, three half. Three. In the middle of the, of the road.
0: Because of the rules. Yeah, kind of the... The way you can move. Convoluted uh, yeah. part of it, yeah. yeah. It's hard to interpret uh, a lot of them. And, and I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say that it was, you know, my own cognitive abilities or anything like that. But well, uh, it, it's everybody had trouble. Everybody that we passed this game around to, the game Treehouse, said that the rules were... Largely convoluted, they're, and they're uh, they were, were hard to hard to interpret. They were fuzzy.
1: There was another game that came with Treehouse. Um, it was not not another game, but it was uh, another set of rules. oh no, another book of games. That was called uh, Pyramid, and we never got around to playing that. So yes,
0: well, the uh, they put out uh, uh, Looney Labs put out puts out uh, Pink Hijinx and Treehouse and Ice House. And uh, a whole myriad of, of other games based on their, their pyramid gaming, you know, nesting pyramids mm-hmm. uh, game system thing with a whole bunch of different rule variations. In it. And it's truly worth looking into because I like the folks at Looney Labs. And uh, they're, they're good folks. And they, they have a lot of creativity...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you uh, learn the rules, you're like, "Wow, I can actually do a lot with this game."
2: Yeah, so I don't know if anybody from Luna Labs listens to this or not, but I'd love to see a pink hijinks that are four to eight blues. that, I
0: would, think be that very, would be really that
2: cool. Would be awesome. That would be awesome. Cool. You know, uh, I played the hell out of
1: that. It's we've loved home, huh? we've <laughs> loved
2: pretty much everything we
0: gotten from Luna Labs, and I have too. But uh, yeah, treehouse, this is not one of my favorites. Yeah, me neither. I, I think we're I'm I'm giving pink hijinks a four. Yeah, four out of five. Yeah. Uh, just because I would, I would also like to see it made for much larger groups. I think that would be really cool. Maybe a a uh, uh, Chinese checkers style board That's with like thinking. six faces, and uh, and that would be really cool. Like hex. Actually, we could print out a hex uh, map with uh, instead of squares, have it. Yeah, hey, we got plenty of pieces. So yeah. Yeah, we do. So we could we could do that. We could have like five or six people flying <laughs> or more. That sounds really good. Yeah, it does. It sounds like fun. so that. we we all give Pink Hijinks a, a really strong thumbs up. I think or axes in or <laughs> whatever axes out. Uh, and you can find all this good stuff at www.looneylabs.com/games. And uh, pink hijinks is uh, slash pink dash hijinks, which is uh, it's a direct link to their to their um, pink hijinks game. So definitely give them a give them a look and tell them dwarven tavern sent you. And uh, so, but and then the other thing is the uh, the treehouse. I don't think it was any of us. Uh, it was a favorite of uh, any of ours. Uh, unfortunately, the, the rules did seem a little bit pre- prohibitively complex. You know, we, we might just be a big group of simpletons over here, but but uh, I don't think so. Uh, so you can you can get it and try it for yourself and see what you think. But we didn't. I gave it a. I, I, I agree with the three out of five. It was. It's a fun game. Has a lot of different rule variations that are applicable that you can play with it. So it's definitely a, a, a bag of toys worth having. But uh, the actual rules for the treehouse, is not my my favorite. So I give it a three. As well. So uh, with that being said, we are going to take a bit of a uh, break. Maybe for a musical interlude and we will be back i want to give a shout out to some friends of ours out wyoming way and uh, when we return and uh, we'll see you in a minute And we are back. And that was Dream of Fire from the Audio Stereograms CD that you can actually, if you want a copy of that, just uh, give us a, just give us a, send us an email and we'll give you all the prices and all that good stuff. Um, this, uh, this next portion is uh, kind of like email corner. It's the, uh, it's the mail courier, courier.
2: Mail hey,
0: Yes, that too. I'm sorry, I had and, to. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did, I think. I think it was in your contact somewhere. Um, and this is uh, an email from a uh, a fellow who calls himself Mr. Sticks. So, hi Mr. Sticks. Everybody say hi, Mr. Sticks. Hi, hi Mr. Sticks. Sticks. Yeah, that was really enthusiastic. <laughs> That's should, for me. If, you guys should actually become morticians. Uh, this this one is. Let's, let's no, try, actually, I'm, just, let's, I'm just joking. <laughs> let's try. Let's try that again. Hi, Mr. Sticks.
1: Hi, Mr. Sticks.
0: That was Mr. almost Sticks. all of you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's kind of Mr. trippy. Mr.
2: President. Stop.
0: Josh is being seductive. Okay. Anybody notice that. So anyway, this is the email we got from Mr. Sticks. He says, Hi, Jeff. I've just recently ran across your Dwarven Tavern shows, and I absolutely love them with three exclamation points. I don't know if we've ever gotten three Is before. that three out of five? That's three out of three. <laughs> Uh, He says, I live in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. I didn't even know that was a real town. Uh, It's Wyoming.
2: It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah.
0: And after two years of trying to get old school D&D players to get together, it finally happened on the 31st of October. Mm. Congratulations. Isn't that
1: cool? That's That's awesome. That's something you should be proud of.
0: Yeah, very much so. We've had about four game nights since, and everyone is starting to catch the bug again, which is... It's awesome. It, it is awesome also. It's very I guess there's not a whole lot of young 4.0 players in <laughs> yeah. Topeka, Wyoming, or wherever. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's uh, apparently nowhere, Wyoming. Actually, it is uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, Wyoming. Buffalo, Wyoming. And um, I, he says, I'm having everyone listen to your shows while we repaint miniatures and make maps for the campaign.
1: That just, That that's, makes you feel all that, warm and fuzzy. That yeah, sounds actually yeah,
0: really, really fun. Yeah, I know. It does. It does sound like fun. It's like, it's almost like a bunch of girls getting together and doing each other's hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. the same way for Only games. it's, it's much manlier <laughs> and much more geeky fun than, uh, than doing each other's hair. Although you may do each other's hair if you so choose, put them in braids. And,
1: no, you have and, to grow them out and mm, you have to, it, they have to be braids in your beard. In
0: your beards. Yes. If you have beards, put braids in them. If you don't have beards, put braids in your chest hair. It helps motivate oh, everyone. Oh, whatever else you got here. Yes. Uh, he says, uh, it helps motivate everyone, and I really hope you continue to make the shows. Well, Mr. Sticks, do not fear. We will continue making the shows for as long as I think there are shows to be made. So, there you go.
1: We will live on forever. We
0: will live on. There is very little to do in Wyoming. Uh, except maybe prepare for the, uh, the the big blast of the supervolcano out there. That's like six thousand years overdue. Uh, wow! Not way to, to be st- supportive. Not to startle you. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the the supervolcano under Yosemite uh, National Park is. It's supposed to blow up
1: Come uh, to the west it's safe here
0: come, We're in the east Are we're, we? We're east of Wyoming <laughs> by, Are we? Well if you lot. go west far enough You'll come
2: back here So I guess Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Whatever <lies>. <laughs> <laughs> And,
0: and... <laughs> Anyway he says There's a so one just... <laughs> letter difference <laughs> One letter difference You only missed that By one letter In one entire direction <laughs> Um, yep,
1: I'm blonde. Just you're not blonde. Well, you're you blue. Else,
0: I mean, you were in the same atmosphere. Please. You're in the same planet. So. <laughs> and, and Josh was right. If you go west far enough, you'll definitely come back around. There's very little to do in Wyoming, and we don't have many resources for gaming, for the exception of the Internet. God bless the Internet, is what I say. My buddy fired the DM that has been playing since 1970s. We've been putting together... My, my curiosity I is... I want to know why I got fired. Why did he get fired? That's right. Um,
1: Probably bad DMing skills.
0: Well, it, since the 70s? There's got yes, to be something more to it than that. It is definitely... That would be an... actually. What did you say? There's got to be something more to it. Well, yeah.
2: I, mean, I, would, I would... Are we here so. to, like, access the situation and... This is a, you know...
1: Detective yeah. novel Detective
2: novel. We have to figure
0: out what's wrong.
2: This is actually like Love Talk. Would be they, really they, cool. just,
0: we, they just send us letters about their problems and we fix it for mm. them. That would actually be a really good idea. I think you guys uh, out think, there in Wyoming has, uh, have just inspired us. What I would love to see you do, if you're, you know, listening to this, and since you listen to this, you will listen to this, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, let us, you know, and... If and I, I certainly understand if you have a, a, a problem with uh, telling somebody to you know avoid hurting their feelings. Although you did fire him, you probably aren't you know overly concerned with hurting his feelings. But you know let us know why, why, uh, what what caused you? What was the impetus for you firing this guy? Because I'm I'm curious, just on a personal level, and on a guy who likes to fix the world's problems, kind
1: Love of it. a level. Yeah.
0: Uh, I would like to know. So maybe we can, we here at the Tavern can put our heads together and figure out what we can do to help this poor soul. Because obviously since he's been playing from the 70s, since the 70s, that he's a long-time gamer and would probably love to play again. Unless, of course, you just demoted him from DM to player or moved him, you know, like a sideways move or whatever. So, so give me the details. Give us the details. Send us, a, send us an email. I'm going to actually send you an, e- an email uh, right after the show and let you know. Even so if you you're can, not
1: from Wyoming and you have problems with your players or your DMs, and you you want some advice from yeah. professionals or anything
2: at professionals. all, professionals, we are professionals. <laughs> yeah. it, whether it's uh, gaming related or not, send us your questions. We'll take anything.
0: Well, yeah, you. Yeah, I, it would be better if it was gaming related. <laughs> it's like my girlfriend is. She's not willing anyway. Well, uh, you, gotta, you
2: know, she. You, you gotta. You tease it.
0: <laughs> cheese it. Tease it. Just We've been putting together our own tables and that. character sheets and running the early versions of D&D and a mix of house rules. It's been tough, but moving along. Early while versions of D&D, like first and second edition? Uh, probably, yeah. It says, while listening to your show number 109 last night, I heard you mention the book Critonomicon. Really want a copy, but this is, uh, it's a very rare tome, and it goes for one to three hundred dollars a copy, and I've actually searched Amazon and found out that that is indeed the case. Which is a sad sorry story. Yeah, the the Critonomicon is a great book, and I did try to get in touch with the author of the Critonomicon, and nobody that I know knows where he is or how to get in touch with him. So, he vanished like the actually the guy (laughs) that wrote the original uh, Necronomicon Um, so that there might be a correlation some kind of a, somebody maybe. there might be some kind of a curse with the with the uh, the nomicon suffix. Uh, anyone who writes a nomicon of any sort, necro or crypto or whatever, uh, they wind up disappearing. So be careful what you name your book. And uh, so anyway, uh, we would like to give a shout out to all you folks out there in Wyoming and uh, you know, keep keep your spirits high. There there are gamers all over the world, and uh, we're all feeling your pain, the pain and pangs of loneliness, because it is really difficult to get a good group together. And uh, that will probably be uh, our D N tips for the next show. Uh, is uh, you know how to keep a good gaming group together. So what do you think? What do you guys think?
2: That's awesome. I'm glad just to hear that somebody listens to us. <laughs>
1: You're uh, you're never truly alone, though, because if you make yourself known, then someone will find you, and you'll be able to game all over again.
2: Trust me, there's plenty... I'm sure there's plenty of closet uh, D&D people out there who may not
0: around you.
1: Who may not around you?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I understand, I understand <laughs> where he's going with that. And I agree. There are a lot of people who, who keep it secret because they don't want to be associated with the aforementioned stereotype you know people thinking that they're automatically Satanists or or other form of uh, undesirable just because they are game that's just plain incorrect it, it is it's very ignorant to think that a gamer is anything but a gamer just like it's incorrect to assume that just because you know someone is uh, different than they are that they're, you know, that they that there has to be something bad wrong with them, or like if you if you subscribe to one stereotype that you automatically fit in all the the forms of the stereotype. Like mm-hmm. if you're
1: blonde, you're stupid, or right. if you're a cheerleader, you're a whore, right. or so on and so forth. <laughs>
0: And, and I, I think I think that Josh is uh, is a large believer in in, in stereotypes because he no, no 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 I'm just I'm just joking I know I know you're joking and and it, but it's it's really easy to actually fall into that uh, if if a person you know if a, if a person sees someone like for example with a lot of piercings uh, a lot of older folks are afraid of people with piercings or tattoos mm-hmm. or spiked hair or, or blue hair or, or blue hair or, or whatever and and uh you know i being a little kid you know hanging around with my uh, with my mom in going places we would often wind up in in the presence of someone who had you know chains or or whatever uh piercings or tattoos and, and what have you mm-hmm. and and more often than not i learned that that uh, these people were just like other people; they just had piercings and tattoos, and that's that's the way it is.
1: And little did you know, at that time, you would have a daughter who fits that stereotype.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well,
1: not that stereotype, but that look.
0: Yeah, you. Well, you fall into the into the category that artistic. of overall appearance of. What'd you say? That artistic kind of yeah, that art student, right? What we see as artistic, someone else might see as, you know, (laughs) or emo, or you know, a a cutter, or somebody who's mentally unstable. I think it just—I think she just looks good. Well, yeah, that's all I saw. Well, I know that, which is
2: fortunate considering her her and her smarts and her intelligent
0: big brain. Yeah. So uh, I have so. to put
2: that, you know, make sure that you understand that it's your intelligence.
0: These are very small. Can we cut this? Yes. <laughs> Actually, no. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep this part in because we love to hear Josh getting himself into trouble. You can almost <laughs> hear the shovel digging. Shovel. <laughs>
2: the, the, I got a backhoe backing up.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, that uh, aptly put. Uh, so um, that is uh, that is I don't even remember how we got on this conversation. But uh, uh, did you finish reading the letter? Uh, probably yes, I think so. Uh, but uh, the uh, uh, sticks, our our friend out in Wyoming. Uh, what I was going to say is that uh, we we all feel your pain and uh, and keep up a keep up a good uh, a good front I guess because keep your shit th- up there yes and there there are there are gamers out there who feel you and uh, we're all we're all supporting each other because uh, you know it's a, it's all for the game we're all and he you. is a uh, he is playing right now a second level dwarf so hopefully we'll hear back from sticks and find out how he's doing and maybe we can help solve that that uh, old player um
1: old dm problem
0: old dm problem uh, or, or at least give some ideas how it can be worked around because we want everybody to be happy in this game because without this game, there would be no gaming.
1: And you wouldn't have us, and how sad would that be?
0: That would be very sad. I would, I would find that very sad. Yeah. So, uh, we are going to take a wee bit of a break, and when we return, we're going to talk about something else. So actually, we're going to give you a, an update on uh, on uh, Realme's honor and uh, find out from Lyric how that's, how that's going, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. And we're back, and that was The Shower from the Audio Stereograms CD. And we are talking with Lyric and Josh. And uh, Lyric, you, uh, we were going to be mentioning some uh, uh, an update about Realme's Honor. How is it going with that?
1: It's going phenomenal. Uh, I actually just recently, like in the past week, finished the storyboard for... The camera angles and the character development and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've done a lot of editing on the script, okay. and uh, I have mostly everything planned out for how it uh, how it's going to be filmed and participated in.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Now, was there anything that presented any kind of a particular challenge?
1: Just actually sitting down and cranking out the pages because mm. I had school, of course, and. Having school as my top priority right now, getting it—I actually had to put it on the back burner, and I didn't work on it for like an entire month. Yeah. So, um, it wasn't like a detailed piece of art every time I drew like ca- a certain camera angle for where the characters would be, um, but it was—it was still tedious because I had to make sure that I had all the certain details I wanted mm-hmm. um, consistent through the storyboard, like when. Um, when a certain character got hurt or when a certain character wasn't there or didn't have a cape or um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: something along those lines. I had to make sure that I was doing that until a certain point where that particular thing changed.
0: I see. Okay.
1: So that was that was something that I found also difficult.
0: <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's cool. So did you overcome it?
1: Oh, well? yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, once I learned how to make sure that I remembered, and also onion skins was available on the program I was using, uh-huh. so I could actually just, you know, copy and paste the pictures over. Is that doing anything
0: like a like a flowering onion? A blooming
2: play? onion? Those a things are bl- delicious. Yeah. What, the dip they have? Anyway. Delicious.
1: <laughs> um... Oh, what was I going to say? You guys distracted
0: me. (laughs) I'm sorry. You were talking talking about copying and pasting? Copying and pasting the onion skins. There's
1: something I was going to say in specific. and I mean, you didn't have anything to do with those things.
2: Um, Were you finished?
1: the, uh, The script I had alongside me while I was writing it. So as I was writing it, I was finding things... Um, like sometimes when a character was speaking too much I made another character speak instead Mm -hmm. or when a line wasn't exactly necessary I just ripped it from the the script Mm -hmm. altogether or when I wanted to add things I would just mark it down on the script while I was writing the storyboard so so
0: the visual of the storyboard helped the flow which actually is exactly why a storyboard is made that Mm -hmm. yeah and it it proved very helpful very cool very cool so we will keep you folks updated and posted about the, uh, on the progress of Realme's Honor as it develops. So maybe if you want to do a movie of your own or whatever, we can provide you with some decent advice. Let you know what works and what doesn't. Now, uh, what is going to be coming up in a few minutes is our brand new radio drama, which is about a, a group of uh, teen and pre-teen superhero sisters. Which, Which we is, have
1: mentioned before in a, a previous radio show.
0: That Yes, we've mentioned them a couple of times. And uh, I think we've, we've finally gotten it together enough to where we can uh, bring that to you uh, in this show. But in that same instance, we also have uh, another radio drama that's in the works. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Um, with uh, with the uh, Super Sisters, as I like to call them... Uh,
0: we're the Scissor Sisters.
1: They, uh, they're more of a D20 modern campaign, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not. There's kind of not what you would particularly see. And um, we recently watched a bunch of fantasy movies, mm-hmm. and I got inspired again to get back into DMing, and I was DMing. Uh, Josh's solo campaign mm-hmm. and he asked that we make that into a uh, DT drama because it had the consistency and flow of something that
0: would, something that would be dramatic
1: it was. It, I think it's, it's going to turn out really nicely I have about half of it, half of the first screenplay written
0: uh-huh. so
1: we should be able to work on that within the next week at least
0: very cool, very cool well, keep us posted. I and, certainly will. Uh, and uh, if anybody has any uh, any comments or questions, don't hesitate to send them to tavern at fuse net. I will put a link on the uh, on the site about it uh, about it. And uh, and also don't forget to visit our our Facebook page, which is on obviously Facebook
1: it's facebook.com slash dwarven tavern
0: slash dwarven tavern and uh just give us a a shout and see what's going on uh the tavern's lisa is uh she is actually writing a bit of a of a small serial story that you can read on the facebook page which is uh which is really pretty cool um it's all about life in the tavern and and archers and blacksmiths and all that good stuff. Hopefully
1: she'll be able to make a compilation of it and put it on the Dorvon Tavern website.
0: Yes, yes. So what is coming up next is the story of four super sisters and their beginnings in the real world of that particular universe. And uh, after the introduction of a strange and maybe wondrous new type of particle radiation called something else. You can hear it in the radio. You can hear it in the radio drama. So
1: stay show. tuned for that. So
0: stay tuned for that. And uh, I'll just go ahead and say on, uh, on behalf of the entire cast and crew of the Dwarven Tavern Radio Show, I am Jeff Goins.
1: I'm Larry Goins.
0: Josh forth, And we wish for you to want for nothing but adventure And at first I feared it, then I charged. We will see you next time. Stay tuned for the Super Sisters. The year is 2023. Two years earlier, the world had a brush with death death in the form of an enormous asteroid that did not impact, but passed close enough to Earth that our world was bathed by a strange, previously unknown form of radiation, scientists dubbed Omega X. The asteroid dipped into our atmosphere over South America and 98% of the population either died from the heat or soon after from the radiation. Within six months. Reports began to appear of people exhibiting strange mutations. Mutations that sometimes took shapes of monstrous deformities, but sometimes the mutations took other forms.
1: Come on, everybody, let's get up. We'll be late if we don't get moving. I don't want to go to school today. I miss Mom. Mom's gone, Margo, and so is Dad. They went to the hospital and never came back. Well, maybe they will. It's been a long time, Margo. If they were gonna come back, they would have already. Now get dressed. Where's my shoes? Where you left them? Where did I leave them? How should I know? Cause you're the oldest? You're taking care of us now. You're supposed to know that kind of thing. Well, I don't. So go look for them. Found them. Where were they? Where I left them. Will you guys be quiet? You need to get up, Melly. We got school. I don't want to get up. Well, you're gonna. You're a poop, Mink. <sighs> and you're being lazy. Now get up. Mm.
0: These are the four sisters, Mink, Melon Cody, and Margo. Four young ladies abandoned by their parents and left to fend for themselves under the care of the eldest sister, Mink. Mink is 14. No one knows that their parents are missing, and as long as they can get away with it, they will continue to go through their days like any other teenage family. Today started out just like any other day, but how long can things continue like this?
1: It's weird since the asteroid passed by us. It actually didn't pass by us, just really close to the United States. How close is that? Thousands of miles, but still really close on a cosmic scale. What's a cosmic scale? It's that thing that the Greek gods weigh themselves with.
0: (laughs) Just when it seemed like things were going to be like every other day... The girls spotted something in their way, waiting for them. Hey girls, where do you think you're going?
1: We're on our way to school, excuse us. I don't think so. Why not? Let us through!
0: Well, going through here is going to cost you now. You owe us six bucks.
1: We're not going to pay you anything, and we don't have any money anyway.
2: Dude, you're going to put up with that? Hell no. Give me all your money.
0: The thug drew a small-caliber pistol out of his pocket and aimed it straight at Mink's face. Mink felt herself tighten up in anticipation of the impact of the bullet, but then Murr did something unexpected. Don't you dare! Murr stepped in front of Mink, and the surprise caused the thug to pull the trigger. The bullet struck Murr directly between the eyes. She fell to the ground, almost in slow motion to her sisters, who were sprayed with blood from the exit wound. Everyone, sisters and thugs, stood there in stunned disbelief at what had just happened. Mer! The air felt strange to Mink, like it was thicker and malleable. Melancody felt as if everything was close enough to touch, and Margot looked at the thugs and saw tiny points of light on their skin. Now what?
1: You monster!
0: Ah! Mink screamed at the gunman and lunged at him. She tripped over her sister's body on the ground and slammed hard onto the pavement. What started out as an amused smirk quickly turned into a frightened look of shock as her hand struck the pavement with so much force a shockwave blew the attackers off their feet. They began to get back to their feet and flee but Mink was already up and standing there waiting.
1: Going somewhere?
0: The thug started to take a swing at Mink, having lost his gun when the shockwave hit him. But she was faster and reached out to hit him in the chest. When she hit, he felt like he was made of whipped cream and her hand went straight through and out the other side. He looked at her and blinked. Then his eyes rolled back in his head and he went limp. At the same time, Margo picked up a small rock and threw it at one of the points of light at one of the thug's neck. The rock broke the sound barrier and blew a hole clean through the thug's throat. He went limp. Melancholy reached out from 10 feet away and her hand stretched out like a spear and impaled one of the fleeing men. She lifted him high into the air and hurled him across the street. Mink took one step forward and drove her hand through the last thug's body from stem to stern and he fell apart in two pieces lengthwise. The girls stood there in shock at the scene before them. Then Mink turned to the fallen Myr.
1: Myr? I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> as Mink held the fallen Myr, Myrrh's body began to crumble into ashes.
1: Ah! Hey, what's happening?
0: Myrrh's body crumbled completely to ash and blew away on the wind as her sisters beheld in disbelief.
1: She's gone! Who's gone? Myr, our sister. Myrrh? Murr, how did you what? You're back. You're naked. Ah, I'm naked.
0: Mink grabbed the clothes that had fallen to the ground from the crumbling Murr's body, and the three sisters surrounded the naked Murr so she could get dressed.
1: We should skip school today. Good idea. But we're having pizza for lunch. Mm. We'll order out.
0: The girls rushed back up the street and into their house as quickly and discreetly as they could. Of course, there were a lot of people that saw what had happened.
1: What are we going to do? What happened to us? I don't know, to either of those questions. What happened? I don't know. I mean, to me. What happened to me? I don't know that either. You got shot, Mer. You died. What? Yeah, you did. You were shot right in the head. We all watched you die. That's not possible. I'm right here. Mink's telling the truth, Murr. It's not good lie, Murr. You know that. I was holding your body and it turned to ash. Then you were back. What about those guys? They all looked like... They were dead? They were... we killed them. All four of them? Yeah. How? I put my hand through them like they were butter. I reached out, and my hand shot through him like a spear. He didn't weigh anything. I threw a rock at one. He had lights on him where I could hit him good. Hit him well. Well, yeah, right. Sorry. Grammar? Really? Now? It's never a wrong time for right grammar, Murr. So how do we do all this stuff? There have been a lot of news reports about people doing crazy things. Maybe we got crazy too. So now what are we going to do? We'll just wait and go back to school to see if anyone noticed us. I think someone noticed us. Crap. Mink, language! This is the perfect time for bad language, Margo. Mom and Dad would say there's no good time for- Mom and Dad aren't here, Margo. But the police are. Look out the window, Mink.
0: Okay, stay calm. We'll get through this. Girls, I know you're in there. I am an agent for the United States government, and I want you to come out and talk with us for a minute. Do you think we should?
1: Look out there at their guns, Mel. Do you think that they're going to let us go? We just killed four guys. But they killed our sister first. Who's standing right here, unharmed? They'll never believe us. I don't trust them. Me neither. Me neither. So what now? So now we tell them. We're not... Ah, Looks like they didn't want to talk after all. I think you're right, Mel. This is weird. I could see where their bullets are. That's awesome, Margo. Mink, look out!
0: Mink had been ducked under the front picture window that was now a gaping hole in the wall. A bullet tore through the wall and was coming straight at her. She heard Margo's voice and instantly changed. Her skin grew hard and dense as steel, and she got denser and denser. The bullet ricocheted harmlessly off her head. However, the floor buckled under her tremendous weight and she crashed down into the basement.
1: Mink! I'm fine. Look! I'm covering the window with my hand. And the bullets are just bouncing off. Get ready to move, Mel. I'm going to distract them for a second. Then we can run. Okay.
0: Mink picked up the couch and went to the window. Now! Mel and Cody pulled her hand away and Mink hurled the couch out of the window at the black van and car that sat in the front yard of the house.
1: Now run, Mel, guard Margo. Got it.
0: The couch had struck the van so hard that it blew it off its wheels. The gunmen scattered out of the way, but many of them were caught in the blast. They left for cover behind the car as the girls ran out the front door with Mink in the lead.
1: Let's go down the street. Now quickly. There are more cars coming. Oh No.
0: The black car came barreling up the street and stopped short of the girls. A man got out of the car and shouted to them.
2: Girls, I am Agent Allen, a real agent. These men are bad men and they will hurt you if they catch you. Please come to my car and we'll take you to safety.
0: Two other men got out of Agent Allen's car with big guns and opened fire at the men behind the other car.
1: Okay, let's get in, girls. We can always tear them up and run if we need to.
0: The girls got into the car and it squealed tires down the road. Are you girls okay? Is anyone hurt?
1: No, we're okay. No, we're okay. No, we're okay. We're okay. What is happening, Agent Allen?
2: In short, you girls have changed into something that's more than human. We think it's because of the asteroid that rushed close to the Earth a few years ago and showered the world with a weird radiation we've never seen before. People are dying or changing all over the world, and we're trying to find them all and help them if we can.
1: Who are those men?
2: Those other men were from a different organization that is trying to capture and use people like you for their own purposes.
1: But isn't that what the government's going to do with us? Isn't that how they help people like us?
2: Not if I can help it. And besides, if you have special abilities, we will most certainly hire you to work for us, if you want. The pay is great, but it's a job, not a prison. But I give you my word that we will not do anything to you that will bring any of you to harm. You mean too much to this country and to this world to be studied like lab rats.
1: I'll believe it when I see it. No offense, Agent Allen.
2: None taken, young lady. I'm glad that you're being cautious. Can you girls tell me your names?
1: I'm Mink. These are my sisters, Mel and Cody, Murr, and Margot. Hi. Hi! Hi!
2: I'm very happy to meet you all. I'm your caseworker and I will be taking care of you from here on out.
1: Where are we going?
2: We are going to a secret place where you will live and go to school and work on learning more about the new things you can do, all on Uncle Sam's dime.
1: We don't have an Uncle Sam.
2: <sighs> no, sweetheart. I'm talking about the U.S. government. It's called Uncle Sam.
1: I know, I was just messing
2: with you. Oh, you're trolling me, that's awesome. Well, I know you girls don't trust me now, but I'm going to give you every reason to in the next few days and months to come. We're going to become very close and I'm going to take very good care of you all.
1: Hey, wait a minute. What's that mean? There's one question. Ask it. Not my question, there's one you haven't asked. What's that? You haven't asked where our parents are.
2: That's because I already know. No, no, no,